When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Tescaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Sounds good. And I'm bound to keep on riding. I got one more silver dollar. But I'm not going to let them catch me, no. Not going to let them catch the midnight rider. Chris McMahon. Yeah. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The fan. WFAN. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Ah, oh, boy. I don't get to see it much, but when I do, it's short and pointless. 877-337-6666. He always likes to mess with the music, but he can't slow down the midnight ride. As I got you for the next five hours. That's right, me and you. 877-337-6666 on this Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday morning. Tonight's the big night. We all go out, right? What are you, 18 years old? I don't go out. I'm going to be asleep on my couch by 11 o'clock tonight. That's how it works these days. You know how it works with the kids. I got one kid who's obviously sick. I, that's why I wasn't here yesterday. I had to take my son to get his tonsils removed this morning. A whole ordeal. Maybe we'll get into that. Thank you, Paul. Nice seeing you as always. Take care. So, yeah. I missed yesterday and a lot happened, right? A lot happened. Finally, they announced the Jets. They finally do the right thing and put Zach Wilson where he should have been from the beginning of this season as the third-string quarterback. Finally, it happened. The Tim Boyle era is upon us, and it's the only right thing to do. They should have done it much earlier, but it's now as they still, miraculously enough, I'm going to never get off this jet train. I'm such an idiot. I keep picking them in the picks. I still, for whatever reason, believe that there's a chance they can win this game against Miami and stay on course to hopefully get the Messiah of the franchise, Aaron Rodgers, back in time to maybe make a push. And we'll get into Aaron Rodgers and obviously what he says. You could forget everything else because, like, we, we mentioned it. The coach comes on. He tells you they're benching Zach. Tim Boyle's the guy. Zach's going to be the third Quarterback, And he also said something else that kind of sparked news around here. Was he kind of insinuated that he wasn't on the same page with Joe Douglas for the draft of Zach Wilson? And the idea of the preparation for that draft with the different things they could have done. He had his, he had his thoughts and he shared them with Joe Douglas, but he's not going to go into it here. And many took that as kind of him separating himself from this Zach Wilson pick. Kind of just putting out a little bit of a feeler as the storylines are just everywhere about how he has rode this quarterback into the dirt and will always defend him still. They're still talking about his career is bright. Oh, what a, br- what a bright future. I mean, we bench him every chance. We bench him constantly. Every single season he gets benched. He's horrendous. There's videos everywhere of that ridiculous screenplay where he just throws the ball into the ground instead of running for probably 20 yards. But even if it's two yards, you don't throw the ball into the ground. He's just atrocious. We all know he's atrocious, right? And yet they still, 
Aaron Rodgers, the coach. Bright future. This kid's got a bright future. Just, just, oh. Sky's the limit for Zach Wilson. What nonsense. And so if he tried to separate himself, now he clarified the comments uh, earlier this uh, yesterday about, well, you know, I was more about talking about the, you know, the COVID. Was, was, I have ways to go about it. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the facts. You can't separate yourself, coach. You have aligned yourself with Zach Wilson. That's just the plain truth of it. Now, whether you did it because someone on high told you to do it or whether you believed in him, or I, which I can't fathom, whatever the case may be, there is no separating this coach, this regime from that pick, his play, and their stubbornness to stick with him and the plan. And that's where I'm going to focus today in this open, the plan, because that's what this is about. Never forget whether he's trying to separate himself. None of it matters. We can talk all day long about the job this coach has done and where this team is and where it should be. And every, it doesn't matter. None of these guys are going anywhere. The offensive coordinator hack, it's been awful. The running game is inimaginative. They, they could have done a million different things. The, it's so vanilla. They can't do anything. He's terrible. He's never done anything else besides with Rodgers. He's going nowhere. Do you know why none of them are going nowhere? Because the leader of the franchise told you on his normal game day, which is now Tuesday, with Pat McAfee, he told you this was not the plan. The plan was for him to play the games. We know this. And it's an absolute failure of a plan. But they are not going to move on from the plan while he lives and breathes, while there is still a hope that he could return even this season, but next season. He talked about it in the podcast. He's seen the retire he's he's seen the retired life and he's not ready for that. He still feels like he's got a couple of good years in him. They moved heaven and earth and formed a plan around Aaron Rodgers. And until that plan either dies on the vine or lives out to fruition, they are not changing the plan. We all know what the failure of the plan was. The failure of the plan, and you could hear it from everyone in the organization who talks about it, was allowing Zach Wilson to not be where he is now, the third-string quarterback. When Rodgers talks about the plan and how it was for Zach Wilson to watch and not have to play and not have the burden of having to play, if that was the plan... If that's how they felt about it, the idea that they allowed him to be one injury away from playing the quarterback position for the New York Jets, going into the offseason of, you're not playing, you're here to learn. You're not playing, you're here to learn. You're not playing, you're here to learn. And then four snaps in, forcing him into play, and then doing nothing, nothing to do anything to bring in a different quarterback. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings lose Cousins the next day they got Dobbs. Every one of these teams, the Rams go make moves. Every one of these teams make Made moves to secure that position when things faltered. And yet still, the plan was to not play Zach. The plan lasted four, four plays, and they did nothing to adjust their plan. It was an it's an absolute debacle from up on high. From the from the owner to the coach to the GM and to the leader of this franchise, Aaron Rodgers, if he had anything to do with this plan. Because if the plan was to not play. If that was the plan, then it's asinine to allow him to be the backup quarterback without going and addressing that position and then to allow it to continue and 
have your team and season fade to the point where last week you're even seeing the defense after a players-only meeting. After all of this, you can feel the defense, the entire team. They no longer can sustain this offense and this quarterback play. And they wait till they're down 29-6 to before they make the move in the game against Buffalo. And now they wait till week 12 to move on from him. And I understand the argument of who's, who's uh, Tim Boyle. I don't care who he is. He's someone who knows Hackett's offense. He's someone who's been around. He's anyone besides Zach Wilson. And to listen to Aaron Rodgers on this thing, one, talk about coming back. And I guess that was a discussion on the afternoon show, which we'll get into, whether or not, um, wh- whether you bring Aaron Rodgers back, no matter the circumstance, we'll get into it. But at 877-337-6666. But if you openly discuss the plan and when he says it's the plan and how much he loves Zach and how much he's, you know, he was looking forward to mentor Zach. If Zach knows the plan is I don't have to worry about playing. And quite honestly, listen to him now. Listen to him now. I'm not, he's saying the right things, I suppose. I'm, I don't I don't think he should go out there and bash the organization for benching him, considering what's gone on here and the uh, and the way the offense is produced. But is the, does he sound disappointed at all he's not playing? Like, listen to the comments. Hey, I understand. Listen, you got to put points on the board, and I haven't done that. I get it. No, I'm not disappointed. No, I don't think I've been scapegoated. No, no, no. No, no, no. Everything's fine. He's happy to be out of his misery. He went into the – everything changed, right? That, that was the talk around Zach Wilson. Everything in this offseason. Oh, he's, his attitude is so much better. His, his productivity is so much better. His uh, understanding of things so much better. His everything. I mean, he's improved leaps and bounds so much. Did you ever think it was the idea he knew he didn't have to play? Did you ever think maybe the pressure of not having to be the Jets quarterback is what allowed him to further blossom, however small it may have been, in this offseason, during those, during the preseason, during training camp? Did you ever think the idea that he knew he had big brother there and he was going to have someone to mentor him and the, the, the mindset of not having to play actually helped him? And then to put him in this position and ruin this season, which I've talked about forever, is one of three that you are chasing a championship. One of three. And everything else be damned. They're going to they're gonna look to go trade for, Deont- uh, to, to, for Devontae Adams, correct? What are they going to give up? What are they willing to give up? How much are you willing to give up to chase these three years? And my answer is what I think the Jets' answer is going to be. Anything and everything. Because I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of being the, the longest tenured team in professional sports without a playoff appearance. I'm tired of this nonsense. I want to win. I want to win. That's how I feel. That's why I want the Giants to lose these games because ultimately I want to win. I want sustained winning. It's about. It's not about winning a game. It's about having a winning team year in and year out. And in the Jets' case, at least popping up and having a championship team once in recent freaking memory. I mean, since, you know, since 1969. So you move heaven and earth to have these three years, and they allowed one of those three years to be tanked by a quarterback where the plan was to not have him anywhere near the field. It's an, it's an indictment on this organization. It's an indictment on Joe Douglas. But none of them, whatever they do, are losing their jobs. None of them.
I'm telling you right now, I don't think the coach is getting fired. I don't think Hackett's getting fired. I don't think Joe Douglas is getting fired. They're all here because they never got to in, implement the plan. And as long as the plan is out there, and as long as Rodgers is talking, and as long as Rodgers has Zach Wilson's back, and Joe Douglas is back, and obviously Hackett's back, and Salah's back, as long as the plan is still sitting there itching to play for the New York Jets, the plan is not going to change. The plan is not going to change. They never got to implement the plan. They're not going to move on from it. They're just not. And I don't entirely think that's the wrong move. I don't think it's the wrong move. The problem was they didn't have a backup plan to make sure that Zach Wilson, a guy they benched for Mike White and the whole team celebrated, a guy they had to bring in Strevler in a game, a guy who tanked the previous season, a guy who the entire organization lost confidence in to the point of making sure they moved heaven and earth to bring a 38-year-old uh, Aaron Rodgers in here coming off one of the worst years of his career and still had to bring him in because they did not believe in the quarterback. And they allowed him to be one injury away from being the guy who's forced into action, and then once that happened, did absolutely nothing to improve their standing in the position. Nothing. I know we hearken back to Dobbs. Not not a ton of people were clamoring for Dobbs at the time, but still, this a sixth-round pick for, for Dobbs, who's now leading Minnesota? You had to go make a move like that, whether it be him or someone else, for weeks and weeks because he popped up and won the Buffalo game because your defense had four turnovers. I mean, I understand they're the one team in the NFL that's beat the Eagles. I can't figure this out. That's the NFL. But the plan has never been instituted. The plan is still on board. The plan is still here. And believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds, if this defense wants to get up, if this defense and this team now are going to get a pep and a kick, out of Zach Wilson no longer being the quarterback, if this team is going to hear Aaron Rodgers talking about practicing on his birthday, December 2nd, which, by the way, he shares a birthday with my mother. Who knew that? Happy birthday, Mom. If he, if this team is going to get a, a, a little bit of a rise out of the idea it is literally now upon us, that it is possible that Aaron Rodgers can return and the plan is back on board, I think that they could play a game against Miami and win. Because if you look at every other quarterback who's played for the Jets, every other quarterback in the Zach Wilson era who's played while Zach Wilson was either injured or benched has done far better than him and have won games. And if you watch Miami last week against the Raiders, they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Tariq Hill's dealing with a hand injury. I'm sure he's going to play. But still, when they go up against good defenses... They have not been the offense that's dominated the NFL the way they had against the Broncos or the way they did against the Giants or the Panthers. When they play legitimate defense, they aren't this world-beating offense. And if this defense can get back up, despite now you know the offensive line play for the Jets, you know Boyle is no, is no Rodgers, but at least he's something that gives you a chance, someone that knows the offense, someone that can execute, someone who can, you know, Pick up the the you know pick up the call for a hot route something change the play at the line of scrimmage understand what's going on and get rid of the ball quickly maybe just maybe this defense can win this game against Miami and put yourself in a position to chase the plan in year one eight seven seven three three seven 
66-66. Just maybe. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm killing the team. I know I'm killing the quarterback. I know I don't think much about Boyle either. I don't. But I honestly believe that this team will play better, far better, now that that decision has finally been made. It needed to be made weeks ago. It's absolutely killed the team. But nothing's going to change until they execute the plan. And you can hear them talk about it. You hear Rodgers clear as day say it in his interview. This was not supposed to be the plan. But they did not hedge that plan at all. And that's what's going to be the failure of this season, without question. It's not. It, it, it's partially Hackett. Don't get me wrong. Uh, every, everything sucks. All right, we get it. The offensive line's bad. The play calling is bad. Everything's bad. But the worst thing about this is Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback. That was the plan. And without that, it was never going to succeed, especially when you were telling this kid all offseason, relax, relax. You're not going to have to play. We got Rodgers. You're going to learn under his wing. You guys have a special relationship. You're going to figure out this offense. You're going to have a year. You're going to have two years. Did you sit, figure this thing out, gather your thing, gather your, your wits about you, forget about last year, forget about the fan base booing you on a Thursday night game against the Jaguars, forget about being benched for every quarterback under the sun, forget everything. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. He's here to save us and not only save us, save you and save your career. Put your feet up. Relax. And then four plays in, you thrusted him back into the situation because you didn't think it was worth adding a backup quarterback who could actually play the position right out the gate. And then week after week after week after week, you allowed this kid to fail to the point where the defense finally gave up after a player's meeting and then watching him throw screens with wide open field right into the dirt when he could have run for 20 yards. That's, that, that's going to happen. Joe Douglas and his Jets allowed the plan to ruin this season. And it didn't have to be that way. 877-337-6666. So Jet fans, will take your call as we head into a game on Black Friday, the first of its kind. I'm looking forward to it. And as crazy as I am, I think they have a chance in this game. And if they do, if they do play well in this game and win this game, we are on target for hopefully the plan being instituted in late December. Better late than never. We'll get to the Giants as well. As you know where I stand on it, I'm disappointed they lost to Washington. Everybody hates me for it. I get it. Too bad. It's their fault, not mine. But I'll tell you what. If DeVito's going to blow up the tanking, then just blow it up nice and good and go out there and beat the Patriots and go win a bunch of games and show me you're someone who we have to take into consideration. Daniel Jones said something interesting that I completely have a newfound respect for Daniel Jones. We'll get into that. The Yankees are looking at another outfielder. We'll get into that. They've hired a bench coach, and I'll give you two reasons, Yankee fans, why most of you should be thrilled at the bench coach hiring. 877-337-6666. We got more than that to do over the next four and a half hours. So let's go. Let's get it on this five-hour midnight ride to 5 a.m. McMonagle here with you on this Wednesday morning overnight, the day before Thanksgiving. And I've hosted a bunch of Thanksgiving shows, but my first time as a full-time host, I got to give you my opinion about Thanksgiving, the good, the bad, and the turkey, 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you until 5, right here on The Fan. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
It's a five-hour midnight ride on this Wednesday morning, the day before Thanksgiving. Hoping everybody has a great holiday. Looking forward to it. Obviously, football. We'll give you some picks, too. Maybe I'll just give you the three... um, the three Thanksgiving Day picks. I completely forgot to coordinate. Uh, um, Colton's in today, uh, so no uh, no fleas with me. Uh, no uh, Marco. So I completely forgot to coordinate with them and make sure they gave me picks. I'm not going to be in the rest of the week for the holiday. So, well, maybe I'll just give you the Thanksgiving Day picks. Looking forward to the football games. And there's a trend with the football picks that if you uh, the numbers are ridiculous. Pretty much, it's gonna. I'll, you know, I'll give it a little bit away now. Bet the favorites, except the Cowboys. Like that's if you look at the numbers, it's great. Fade the Cowboys and bet the bet the favorites in every other spot. It's it's amazing. The numbers are crazy. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. But the Jets play on Friday, on Black Friday, and I honestly do believe that this will get every time, man. I'm. Every time they bench him, every time they go to a different quarterback, there is a boost. Maybe not Flacco to start the year, because I think there was some optimism around Zach before he got hurt to start the year. You know, remember he was he was sleeping with his mom's friend. Everyone loved that idea. Everyone loved the idea of him, you know, you know, bagging a cougar or whatever. Like everyone thought that was so so cool. Other players around the NFL were mentioning it. Suddenly Zach was cool, but you know, and, and there was some optimism that he improved, and then he gets hurt in, in in the preseason. And so maybe there wasn't a boost to start the year, although the second week of the season they have that crazy win against the Browns. But other than, and Flacco played better than Zach ever has. But there's a noticeable boost in play all around, not just the quarterback position. The entire team looks better. And right now, I don't know if I feel the same way about Miami. They should have won that Raiders game by 100 points. They turned the ball over all, constantly in that game. I don't think they played well. We'll see what the hand injury is for Hill. I mean, he's going to play, it sounds like, but still maybe he's dealing with something. They just haven't looked the exactly the same way. They're dealing with injuries at the running back position. And when they face a good defense, they typically have not put up the same kind of performance. They did not do it against Buffalo. They did not do it against the Eagles. You know, They just haven't typically played well. The uh, Chiefs in 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 uh, in um in Germany, their defense has played a little bit better, but that offense is 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 not been the same since scoring seventy points against against the um, the Broncos. I I think this game is still kind of up for grabs. If they can get competent quarterback play and this defense can show up and do what it's done and turn the ball over like the Raiders did against Miami last week, I do think it's plausible. I do. And maybe there's a chance that the plan hasn't ruined the season. I still believe in the plan. I still think the plan was the right thing to do, other than the Zach Wilson portion of it and allowing him to be the backup. And I do think there's a, a major factor in the idea of him flourishing during camp and hearing all great where they, they had faith in him and belief in him because he had no pressure of playing. Like, he, he knew he was going to get a break, a mental break. And four plays in, he's thrusted right in. And with this team, and with the idea that Lazar drops the ball all over the place, the offensive line stinks. Like, he was not put in a great situation by no means as anyone. I don't think anyone, myself included, or anyone, trying to tell you that Zach Wilson came into a great spot and, and just, you know, was unable to perform where anyone could. We know, how, we know the Jets aren't a perfect situation. Lazard's much worse than we thought he was. 
the run game with this, you know, with this offensive coordinator, with the offensive line, you know, with the inability to have a passing attack, all suffered and is not as good as you hoped it would be. Gary Wilson's turned the ball over a couple times the last couple games. And so, yeah, it wasn't an easy spot, but he should have never been put in the situation. Never. He should have been released, cut. Like, the idea of grooming him for the future was never a smart idea, and it certainly was a terrible idea to allow him to be the guy who's, who's the backup quarterback and steps in when the injury happens. It might not have happened to have been a season-ending or well, you know what we thought was going to be a season-ending Achilles injury. It could have been anything. Could have been a sore wrist. It could have been a banged up shoulder. He, he, you know, he might have missed three weeks at some point this year. Zach Wilson should have never been asked to step in and play quarterback for this team. And then once Rodgers goes down, you had to address it, and they didn't. And that's why they find themselves four and six, staring against a, you know, a solid offensive team in Miami that for a time we thought was going to be one of the best in the AFC and still might get there. And the season being over. And then the question is whether or not you bring Aaron Rodgers back, and we'll get to that because Evan said some things today that we'll get to. Jarvis in Harlem. What's up, Jarvis? Hello, what's up, Chris? How are you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? You feeling good? Good, good. Good. Everything's good. 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 Let's talk about the Jets. Let's and, do it then. You know, the, yeah, talk about the New York Jets. And I know everybody's excited about playing Tim Ball and – I know they got seven games well, left. Yeah, I think we're Dolphins. less excited about putting Tim Boyle in as opposed to taking Zach Wilson out. But, yes, I, I, I agree with you. We, there is some optimism around what you might see out of the quarterback position and the offense. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I feel yeah, like you don't but, share uh, that optimism, though. You're coming off of someone. Yeah, I, just, I don't think so, but, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter the seven games. Left, but they, they're not going to score 20 points in Miami against the Dolphins because it looks like they're going to run away in the division, the AFC East. They're going to be seven. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, Buffalo's got to win against them in their pocket, and Buffalo just put up a good performance uh, against the Jets. I, I don't know if they if Miami's running away with anything, but are they a better football team than the Jets? They've proven to be so far this year. Offensively, they're light years better. Uh, but again, I think the Jets' defense is legitimately a good defense, despite having their worst performance of the year last week against Buffalo. I still think that what we've seen from this Dolphins team is not nearly – when you go when they go up against a good defense, they're not nearly as good. They have found ways to completely destroy weak teams. They're down 14 nothing against the Panthers. They By the end of the first quarter, they're up a touchdown. Like, that's what it felt like. I might, I might be – that might be a little bit of hyperbole, but it was something like that. Like, they were down 14 points. doesn't matter. They zoomed right past them. The Giants, they scored a, could have scored a million points if they wanted to. The Broncos, they put up 70. Like, that's what they do. But last week against the Raiders, I thought they were going to do the same thing at home and, you know, hung on to barely win by a touchdown. And now this Jet defense is legitimately a good defense. I think this could this game could be close. And at least now you have a quarterback who is very comfortable in the system. Looks like he can at least make decisions quickly, go through his progressions, and get the ball to the right people. The right people aren't very good other than Garrett Wilson and Hall. I understand that. But... And this offensive line might not give him enough time to go through his progressions. I get that. But at least there's a chance knowing that you have a quarterback who is at least, in my estimation, currently at the moment, an NFL quarterback, which I don't think you've had since the, the fifth snap of the season. Right. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. The question mark is how they going to score 20 or 30 points, what they never do under Zach Wilson when he was a right. quarterback. Well, then. now they, that's what I mean. That, that's the question, Jarvis. I agree. How do they do it? This is a big game for the coaching staff. This is a big game for, 
for Hackett. Now this is, I mean, now Boyle's Boyle, but now Hackett's a little bit, you know, not that it hasn't been on him and that he hasn't been under fire. God knows he has been, right? We all talk about it. BT, I think BT wants him fired. This one wants him fired. Uh, you know, he's he's horrible. This is worse than Gase. This is worse than LaFleur. This is the worst we've seen the Jets offense, and that's all true. But now he's really under the he's at least now he's got a quarterback who knows his system. No no doubt about it. This is not a, a quarterback who's suffering a uh, a crisis of confidence. This is not a quarterback who's just learning the system. This is not a quarterback that has you know was told he wasn't going to play and was just going to be here to learn and then thrust it into a situation where the fan base already has his opinions about him and has already been there and done that and failed. Like This is a quarterback with a fresh start who knows his offense, and I think there's some expectations that he should be able to execute his offense. Yeah. Do they have to you know win the football game? I mean, if they want to cons- be relevant, they have to. But ultimately, like for Hackett's purpose, do they have to win the game? Not if not if Miami scores 40. I get it. But there's going to be some, like, now it's like, all right, I, you know, we don't like Zach Wilson, right? I'll speak for myself. I don't think Zach Wilson's much of a quarterback. I think that's the the general perception. As bad as you've been, you've been hamstrung with a quarterback who can't play, all right? And I'm not saying Boyle's any kind of great quarterback, but he's someone you know can throw the football, you know, knows your offense, you've worked with before, had years with together. Now it's like, okay, let me at least see this offense do some things, get some get some plays down the field, be imaginative, maybe, God forbid, score some points in the first quarter. Like, this Dolphins defense isn't, isn't any great shakes. Like, they should be able to at least have an offense. And this would be a major indictment on him as, a, as opposed to the rest of the season. But now even, hey, you moved on and gave you a quarterback that's more familiar with your offense, and you're still giving me slop. But none of it matters. I'm telling you right now, none of it matters. I have no belief they are moving on from anybody because they are attached to the plan. That's exact, and, and you heard it from the horse's mouth in the interview to the, uh, yesterday with Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee. First of all, he is the most important voice. You could listen to Coach Sala all you want. The most important voice coming out of uh, the Jets organization is Tuesdays on Pat McAfee. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He's the guy. He even, he even referred to it as it was supposed to be his show. In the clip, he goes, this isn't the plan. It's supposed to be his show. Actually, can uh, Colton, can you find that clip for me? The one where he refers to it as his show. It's in, it's in the system in the Jets folder. It is his show. It's his show. And 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 the understudy wasn't capable of putting on a good show. I mean, they went. You went to a Broadway show to see Aaron Rodgers, and the understudy was miserable. His voice was cracking all over the place. He was practically falling on stage. He didn't hit a single mark, and the rest of his cast members can't stand him. That's what happened. So they still believe, and hopefully they're right. But they still believe that when Rodgers is the show, that the show can work. That the show with Sala, the show with Hackett, it's one hell of a performance. And it's going to have everybody, it's going to have a standing ovation all the way in the back row. Do you have that? Do you have the clip yet with him saying it's his show? Okay, let's hear it. This is uh, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee talking about the So obviously plan. it's uh, disappointing. I, I have some, you know, personal guilt around the whole thing. I mean, I'm pissed that I wasn't able to play and frustrated that... You know, if I was out there and I feel like I'd be playing well, there would be obviously different narratives around our team. Play the other one where he, where he literally says, um, 
this was supposed to be my show. It's about the plan. This was obviously not the way any of us thought this was going to go down. It was going to be me and my show and and Zach getting to learn and watch it firsthand and not have the pressure to get out there and play. This was supposed to be me and my show. This was supposed to be me and my show. Don't you understand? Me. My. I'm me mine. That's what it's supposed to be. And until that comes to fruition or fails or he's injured again, like they're, they're not going to change the show. They're not going to change the characters. They're not going to change the surrounding parts. That's it. It's Sala. It's Hackett. It's Douglas. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's the Aaron Rodgers show. And it never got off the ground. It didn't get out of rehearsals. We all showed up for opening night and it was the understudy. I'm telling you, they're not going to change a damn thing. So as much as I might say, yeah, listen, this could be an indictment on Hackett, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. They are not. It's supposed to be his show. He loves the coach. He's won two MVPs. He brings it up every time there's even a question about Hackett. I've won two MVPs. He won two MVPs. And that's not, I mean, listen, that's not nothing. He did have a couple of down years in between. He won MVPs prior to Hackett, but he had some down years. Where he wasn't the you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Hackett came along and two MVPs. That that is a fair at least point to make. But I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter what happens here. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how bad of a head coaching job he did in Denver. Translated it into how terrible of an offense he has here with Zach Wilson. We'll see what Boyle brings. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The Aaron Rodgers show still needs to take flight. Plain and simple. And they're not going to change it because they don't know if it works or not. They don't know. And I under I, I sort of understand. I sort of understand that you do you move heaven and earth. You're not going to give up on it. This was a multi-year thing. That's what's so frustrating about not having a better backup because I'm doing everything for these three years. I'm moving heaven and earth. I'll trade draft picks. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm chasing a championship for three years. If I fail at it. And the fourth year looks like we're right back in the doldrums of the NFL, and I'm trying to draft another quarterback, and you know we're we're a miserable franchise for the next three or four years. Fine, so be it. That's what you signed up for. That's what you signed up for. This wasn't a long term plan to to get stability. You've tried that before. You tried that with with Mark Sanchez. You tried that with Sam Darnold. You've now tried that with Zach Wilson. It didn't work. It didn't work. So you went for the short-term fix because you knew your defense was good enough, and you go out there and for three seasons, or at least two, possibly three, you try and win a Super Bowl. That's what you tried to do. And to allow it to come down to, to Zach Wilson back out there was just stupid. It was, it was, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute moronic decision that has cost them dearly because they win, they win a handful of games here. They beat New England for sure. I think they beat the Raiders for sure. With the way the Chargers are just blowing games left and right, they probably beat the Chargers too. Like, they win all these games with a competent quarterback. It's amazing they beat the Eagles. It's amazing. Jake and Rockman, what's up, Jake? Jake? Jakey. Okay. We'll put Jake on hold, see if he's coming back. 
877-337-6666. We will get to the Giants and Tommy DeVito, who everybody loves, and whether or not he can be the guy. I, I, like, he, he, here's the thing with Tommy DeVito. He's playing so that someone else can be the quarterback. That's it. How, how he plays will dictate who the quarterback is for the Giants next year, and it won't be him. 877-337-6666. Plus, should Aaron Rodgers come back, if healthy, no matter the situation for the Jets? I think there's a, there's a no-brainer answer to that question. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. I got you till 5 o'clock. We'll be right back. And he takes the knee of the New York Giants on the Super Bowl 42 champion. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knocked off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right. Still learning these new um, intro songs. We've updated them a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's go on this Wednesday morning, 12.52. McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. I don't know if you saw Tom Brady is back. Tom Brady is back. He couldn't stay away for long. Making comments about the NFL and the state of the game. And let me just say this. While I think I agree with you know many of the things he's saying, mainly I think the problem with the NFL today is the the rules. And I do respect a lot of what he talked about where you know, all these hits uh, from all these great players, Ronnie Lott, Ray Lewis, would all be penalties in today's day, day and age. And that, you know, offensive players need to, uh, you know, learn how to protect themselves. Like, that's part of it. You have to be, you have to train and you need to acquire the skills of learning how to take a hit and how to, you know, prevent injury, which is easy to say, not as easy to practice, I'm sure. I wouldn't know. I never played I played football in high school, but I mean I don't know. I never played NFL football. I would imagine it's difficult sometimes. But here's the one here's the one thing I will say about the comments, and this is just because I'm a Brady hater by nature. So let me just say this. There is nothing easier. There is nothing easier to make a point and to, you know, get people on your side and to get people to agree with the point you said than to talk about how things used to be better. That is a clear, nobody disagrees with that. Like you almost on anything. Like, you know, you harken back to the good old days of the NFL when we were kids and we loved this and we loved that and it should have been more like this. And you do almost every sport, almost every sport. Right? Basketball was way better in the 90s when it was more physical and games were 87 to 82. Oh, that was when the NBA was great. This, this is, oh, I don't know. Now they're playing this in-season tournament, which, I, by the way, is about as dopey as anything I've ever seen. I have no interest in me. I don't care. I Have you, like, honestly, have you checked the standings once in the group play of of where teams are in this tournament? Have you, check, have you cared to check it once? Like, you might know your team's record in the games because you're a fan of the team. Like, you know the Knicks or whatever. You know the Nets uh, have won how many games. Like, I don't even, I have no idea what the standings are for this in-season tournament. I have no interest. No, I don't care whatsoever. But, you know, for Brady to just come on and harken back to the old days, I'm so tired of Brady, man. I'm just, I don't know. I'm biased. I have to admit. 
I have no, I agree with a lot of what he said, especially just the idea of the, I think it's the penalties that are killing it. I think the roughing the passer, the, the inability to be physical and playing football, we understand the dangers of the NFL and how, you know, these guys, that's why I never begrudge them a dollar. I'll never begrudge a single NFL player a dollar, a holdout, like never, because they literally, quite literally, are taking their lives in their hands to, you know, give me a fun Sunday. Like, you know, I mean, I, I'll, I understand they get paid well for it. No doubt about it. They get paid very, very well for it. Um, but I'll never begrudge a player for wanting what he thinks he's worth considering what they do, ever. I will always be on a player's side for a holdout or it's up because the team will cut him as fast as he's not useful to them and the contracts aren't guaranteed. Go get your money. I'll never say anything different. But, you know, there is a a built-in physicality to the sport where, you know, I think most players and especially like the, the problem, you know, with some of the conversations around CTE and, and you know the movie with Will Smith and and the and the doctor was that it was being kept hidden like if everything's just out on the table about the dangers of it like there is regulating stuff and don't get me wrong there are penalties leading with your head um and, and different things that are just dangerous and stupid and that they should be penalized but sometimes just it's it's almost just like hey that was a hard hit you know a flag's coming like you wait if anyone gets lit up you know a flag is coming and then we watch the replay. Oh, was that shoulder? Was that head? I, you know, I don't know. But I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the idea. Coaching is so much worse. It's just different. The game's different because of the penalties, because of the scoring, because of the way the game is played. It's just it's it's coached different. The game is different. I don't think coaches are better in the NBA now or then or this or that. Like there's different strategies. Same thing with managers inside baseball. I don't think managers are any better or worse or. It's just the the game has changed, and they've allowed numbers to become more a part of it. But if they had all the numbers back then, Connie Mack would be more into analytics. Like that's just like it's it's things change, but there is no better way to you know get people on your side than to talk about how it used to be. Eddie in Tampa, what's up, Eddie? Hey, Chris, how's it going, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm actually from Long Island, but I'm happy you got your shot on your own show, man. I I, I liked you on a. Uh... Martin and Roberts, too. Well, You're thank great. you. Thank you. Yes, I get that a lot. I I'm, I know I'm missed. For those of you who constantly reach out to me, I, I, it's self-serving to do it on, on Twitter, and it's it's weird to, like, then knock the other show, kind of, but I see all the comments oh. about missing me, and I appreciate it. I It was a fun yeah, time. It was a fun great. show. Thank you very much. Um, no, I was just going to ask you a couple questions. One, do you think the Lions got a shot to come out of the NFC? Um, No. I really don't. As good as they've been and as much as I like them, uh, and I listen, I was against them. I was wrong on them this year. I, I picked them in the under. I thought the, the hype was a little too high for a Lions team that's yeah had a great second half last year but has never, was terrible to start the season. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't buy into the hype. I was wrong. They are much better than I thought they were. They, were, they are a talented team. They're, they're right there as the clear-cut number three. Uh, but I just I still think – I know Brock Purdy had his moments – and, you know, they. I, I just still think the Eagles and the Niners are just a far better team. So I, I'd, be, right, su- and, I'd uh, be surprised. If there was only one team better than them, I would say, all right, there's a decent chance they get out. But they would have to either beat both of them. Like, I don't think anyone else is knocking them off. I don't trust the – like, the other team is the Cowboys. I don't trust them in the playoffs. So it's like to get out of the, to get out of the NFC, I think they'd probably have to beat 
both of them, and I don't know if they're good enough to beat both of them. On the road, uh, probably, not, certainly in Philadelphia, maybe even in San Francisco. I just don't know. Not even if they get home field? If they get home, I, I don't think they're going to get home throughout. I think the Eagles are just too good. Uh, I, I just can't imagine they get the – they still have the Giants twice on their schedule. Like, I just find it hard to believe that the Eagles won't get – so I don't think you can go into Philadelphia and win that game. I just don't. Yeah. All right, and just a real but quick with the Giants. They're a very, very good yep. team, better than I thought. Yeah. And uh, just real quick with the Giants, what do you, what do you think? I think Dable this year, he, he just coached absolutely pitifully. Um, yeah. Any chance you think they're moving on? No. Him? No, I don't think there's any chance they're moving on from him for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one being uh, what he did last year. Um, he did win coach of the year. Like, we forget that. Like, I say this a lot, so at the uh, I, I apologize for repeating myself, but teams have identities. Like right now, your the team identity with the uh, with the Lions is tough head coach, but offensively can be dynamic. 